Yeah, it's one, it's one for you, God. Cause you the Lord of my life. And you're just so amazing. Yeah, on the streets I'm praising. God is amazing. Lord, you're so amazing. He gave many inspiration. God is amazing. Lord, you're so amazing. Please look out for me. Lord, I just want to speak my truth. No, Lord, I want to speak your truth. Lord, it's a testimony to all the things that you carry me through, me through. I've been so gone for so long. Suffering, suffering When I knew who to call on With the flesh I was struggling Ay, And what did I do? Run to the broad path that the world let me do well, Back then, if only I knew Would Jehovah and store I would've never run to you Hey! On the streets I'm praising God is amazing Lord you're so amazing He gave many inspiration God is amazing Lord you're so amazing Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. You are now worshiping with and rocking with now the Living Word Ministry. That's now the Living Word Ministry. You heard me now the Living Word Ministries. No one without. Well, we believe no one should go without the gospel. No one should go without the truth. No one should go without the way, the life. Hallelujah, the light. And that light, that way, that truth, that life is Jesus Christ. Welcome. I'm glad you could be here. I am your host here at now the Living Word Ministries. A. P. Shepherd, as I have been called out and ordained, set apart to bring you the gospel, the whole gospel, and nothing but the gospel. So help me God. <laughs> Look, let's get right into this word. Today we're going to get into a topical discussion. And hallelujah, we're going to talk about the power of who Christ is, right? And why it is important for us not to be so overwhelmed by emotion. Watch this. And so today we're going to dive into and get your Bibles open to the gospel of Luke at chapter 24. We'll be looking at in this particular series, chapters of 24 verses 14 through 53. And what we'll be doing is we're going to cover how the things that we experience and the grief that we go through can literally stop us from seeing when Jesus is right there. It can literally change our entire perception of what is and what God is doing because our inability to see him in the struggle. So what we're doing now is going into the gospel according to Luke. 
as we know Luke was a historian Luke was a uh, um, Luke was a historian Luke was a physician Luke was a compiler of investigative truths from the eyes of witnesses and was himself a witness to the power of God as he walked uh, in the in the ministry on alongside Paul and 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 and, uh, and uh, I do believe it was Barnabas um, and so we find here right here that that Jesus is is has already been crucified he's already went through the motions he's already went through the ups and downs he's already went through the mock the fake trials he's already been from Pilate to to uh Caiaphas to Herod he's been in several different places throughout the night in route to being crucified in route to being mocked and made fun of and in route to being tripped up slipped up and dipped up but never really being tripped slipped and dipped because it was all according to the father's plan and sometimes it takes for us to realize that in God's plan there comes a time when we just won't see what's really going on and it's far better that we don't see because if we did see we might muff it up somehow mumble it muff it mess it up with our mouths mess it up with our actions Peter slicing off Malchus ear and 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 then we have to learn to trust God when he's invisible we're going to learn to trust God when he's invisible because it is important. It is imperative. It is it is strategically sound for what God is doing in our lives that he sometimes allow us to go through the motions of trying to stay connected and directed by him even if we can't sense him and so without further ado let's get into a word of prayer heavenly father i thank you for each and every one under the sound of my voice father give them ears to hear hallelujah a mind to understand wisdom to receive hallelujah a strength to strength to digest the portions of this word that seem to be harsh, rough, or coarse in the name of Jesus Christ. Heavenly Father, we know that you are here with us in the midst, walking along the candlestick, as you told us that when two or more are gathered in your name, you are here in the middle, in the midst, present with us and feeding us your word. And so with that being said, Father, we're here to glorify your name. We bind and take authority over the Lord Jesus Christ rebuke every spirit of distraction, delusion, confusion, hindrance, every sleep spirit, dark spirit, and every spirit that seeks to spiritually blind the hearts and minds of men. In the name of Jesus Christ, we ask for forgiveness of anything that would cloud our judgment, cloud our understanding, and cloud the Father's message to our heart so that we can receive it in the rich places of our mind, heart, body, and soul so that it can grow and increase that we may share what has been shared with us. In Jesus' name, amen. So be it. Listen, we'll be right back with the word after the word. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. You are now worshiping with and rocking with now the Living Word Ministry. That's now the Living Word Ministry. You heard me now, the Living 
Word Ministries. No one without. Well, we believe no one should go without the gospel. No one should go without salvation. No one should go hungry. No one should go without, hallelujah, without healing. And no one should go without Jesus Christ. Yes, the way, the truth, the life. Jesus Christ, the keeper, the coverer, the shelter. Jesus Christ, the way maker, the provision. Hallelujah, our strength. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I said it. Jesus your Lord, Jesus, your Savior, Jesus who shed his blood for you, Jesus who delivered you from sin, Jesus who saved you from yourself, that Jesus who has the power to keep us from our own vices, addictions, pains, past traumas, and bring us into a place of peace. I speak the peace of God over your heart right now. The peace of God over your soul. The peace of God in your inner being. The peace of God, of Jesus Christ, and the joy of the Lord that is our strength. In Jesus' name, so be it. I uh, thank the Lord for what he is doing right now. So what I want to do now is that what we're going to do is get 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 to Luke. Uh, hopefully you're already at Luke, uh, the gospel according to Luke chapter 24 at third at start. We're going to start at verse 13. Praise God. OK. And it reads, and behold, two of them went that same day to a village called Emmaus, which was from Jerusalem about three score for three score furlongs. And they talked together of the things which had happened. And it came to pass that while they communed together and reasoned, Jesus himself drew near and went with them. But their eyes were holding that they should not know him holding that means that they were clouded their eyes jesus literally kept them from allowing being able to see who he was clearly just by the power of his glory his presence allows for him to be right there in our presence to be seen or to be invisible praise god for the power of the of the, of the anointing but of the of the sun hallelujah so listen and he said unto them, what manner of communications are these that you have one to another as you walk and are sad? And one of them whose name was Cleophas answering said unto him, are you only a stranger in Jerusalem and has not known the things which are come to pass there in these days? And he said unto them, what things? And they said unto him concerning Jesus of Nazareth, which was a prophet, mighty indeed and in word before God and all the people. And how the chief priests and our rulers delivered him, that means gave him over, to be condemned, that means to be judged, to death and have crucified, hung him on a cross, nailed him to the cross and crucified him. But we trusted that it had been he which should have redeemed Israel and beside all this, Today is the third day since these things were done. Now, Jesus had led up to this point, continuously re recounting to his 
disciples, his disciplined learners, uh, that he would suffer many tortures and torments, that he would be beaten and handed over to the Romans by the, his own people who were the leaders of the Jewish Sanhedrin and synagogue and that he would be crucified but he promised them and told them that on the third day he told them all that he would be he would rise from the dead according to the ability that God our father had given him to live to lay his life down that means to give his life as a sacrificial offering in place of our sin and sins. Well, 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 what do you mean, Holy Ghost? Sin and sins. Either it's one or the other. Well, sin refers to the original sin, which is the sin that we inherited from Adam when Adam and Eve decided to eat the fruit in disobedience and rebellion against God offered to them and pointed out by Satan, which in turn made them made Satan in a way their God because they listened to him before they listened to God and that fall became a curse that fall became an inheritance a curse of inheritance handed down to you and I even though we were born and had never committed a crime, never robbed nobody, never stabbed nobody, never sold an ounce of yay, never sold a pound or a bird, never sold a chicken, never did anything, never beat on nobody, never beat on a man or a woman, never assaulted anybody, strong arm or with a firearm, but that God, hallelujah, in his righteousness, he set up the laws of sowing and reaping, which incorporated inheritance. Let me say that again. He set up the laws of sowing and reaping that incorporated inheritance. Now, what does that mean, Holy Spirit? Holy Spirit says this. What it means is that the laws of sowing and reaping, we call it the golden rule. Treat others how you want to be treated. We call it karma. What goes around comes around. We call it do unto others as you would have them to do unto you. That's what the Bible says. And in that, within the constructs of those narratives, of those words, guess what we have? We have inheritance. Which means that there are things that happen in us that are naturally by one to another. And so... We'll be right back and we'll further we'll further construct this and Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. You are now worshiping with and rocking with now the Living Word Ministry. That's now the Living Word Ministry. You heard me now. The Living Word Ministries. All right, so without further ado, let's get back into this. No one without. Well, we believe no one should go without the gospel. No one should go without salvation. No one should go without the way, the truth, the life. And that's Jesus Christ. Okay, so 
if you, if you remember, we are in Luke chapter 24 at verse starting at verse 13. And so what we're covering is that how that how man had inherited. We had inherited um, this the evil done by Adam and Eve, which is called sin. And because we had inherited that we inherited what is called original sin, which is the sin of Adam and Eve who disobeyed and rebelled against God by doing exactly what he told them not to do. And that cost them, but it cost us, too, because we would inherit the evil nature that came when they fail when they disobey god that lineage of disobedience lawlessness rebellion hate murder death steal kill robbery all of that was inherited it opened up the floodgates for the devil to assume and set up a kingdom upon which he would start from that day and try every second of every hour to keep our minds blinded from the truth of god and living holy and that would be the beginning of a downward spiral for mankind all the way up into the cross trying to be steady with God but having a hard time doing it and so God would institute many things like sacrifices of lambs and goats and bulls and things of that nature to attain for the for the death that man was supposed to suffer for watch this for disobeying God because he told Eve that if in the I mean Adam in the day that you eat of the fruit of this tree you shall surely die and that death was spiritually and physically but back to the matter at hand and so and so he's sitting here look and and, and he says he's telling the story of Jesus Christ to Jesus <laughs> He's telling the story of Jesus to Jesus and Jesus is just role playing. He's just going right along with it. He's like, uh-huh. What, what, what things? What you, what you talking about? You know, and, 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 and so and so they're beginning to go down the line of the accomplishments of Jesus and also the afflictions of Jesus. And then they lead to say that it's the third day. So they literally did not remember that Jesus had told them that they would raise the third day. That's why we went down that that um, that 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 um, that path. And that day, and since these things were done, so they had no ability or no mindset to recognize that Jesus was there simply because they really didn't believe so many things that happened it was hard for them to understand it wasn't easy for them to receive his presence or to even understand that he was there or to believe that he had the capability of being there because in all that he did they just didn't believe. At verse 22, Yea, and certain women also of our company made us astonished, which were early at the sepulcher. That's a coffin or a burial site, like a mausoleum. And they said, and they found not his body. They came saying that they came saying that they had also seen a vision of angels which said 
that he was alive. Now, mind you, all of these things happened. All of these uh, events transpired. All of the trials, the crucifixion, the beating, the whipping, the slaying, the death. Hallelujah. But before that, he had reminded them everything that was going to be all right. That he would rise. He had been telling them this for years. But he really, really enforced it during the last few months leading up to the day of sacrifice of the Passover lamb. Yeah. And, and we'll get far closer into what the Passover lamb represent and how it was instituted from the garden all the way down to the cross. Amen. All the way up to the cross. And so they had seen in the vision of angels that he was alive. And certain of them which were with us went to the coffin, went to the gravesite, and found it even so as the women had said, but him they saw not. Now this is true that they didn't see him because Mary Magdalene did not realize at first that it was him. But the Bible declares that he eventually revealed himself to her. And when he revealed himself to her, he told her to go and tell them that he was alive and to meet them where he had told them he would meet them when he arranged. This is very promising for us that even when we can't sense or see him, he's there. Amen. And so we're going to get back into that in a second. My wife is calling. I got to go out and help with these groceries. Uh, give me a second and we'll be back. Praise God. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Welcome back, welcome back to Now the Living Word Ministry. You heard me, Now the Living Word Ministries. That's Now the Living Word Ministries. No one without. Listen, now as we were covering <clears throat> before I had to go help my wife and my daughter I had to go take care of that and and so what we were talking about at this particular point is now is now how the women had even told the disciples about him yet they went and they didn't see him they didn't see him because they didn't wait and the reality of the scenario it was that the woman who waited behind the woman who went in to check for herself the woman who didn't just take the word that he wasn't there jesus revealed himself to her and now that jesus had revealed himself to her and told him to go where to go tell the disciples that he was going to meet them exactly where he told them in the garden of gethsemane he then says to them at verse 25 then he said unto them, O fools and slow of heart to believe all, the pro all that the prophets have spoken. 26. Ought not Christ to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory? 
and at and beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded unto them all the scriptures, the things concerning himself. And drew nigh unto the village whether they went, and he made as though he would have gone further, but they constrained him. Listen to that. They constrained him. That constrained is to force contrary to nature, to right, to compel by employing force. Hallelujah. Or by entreaties, to entreat, to, to by, um, by pleasantries or trying to, uh, 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 well, we'll get back to that. And so to abide with us for it is toward the evening and the day is far spent and he went in to tarry with them even though they had lacked the faith even though they didn't believe what he told them even though he had spoken so many things and had already told them many things that had to be fulfilled even though he and they were and he rebuked them he corrected them he checked them he checked them and, and, and said oh you fools he still, when they asked him, he still, in his love for them, he waited with them. In his love for them, he stayed with them. In his love for them, he remained there with them in their presence simply because they asked him. They asked him and they constrained him. They, 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 they literally pressed the issue for Jesus to be there with them and not to leave them. And to stay there the night. And Jesus said yes. <laughs> you got to love it when Jesus does this. Jesus does a thing this way and in this fashion. As only he could. Show the compassion that we are to show. Amen. To show the love that we are to show. To show the patience even in the checkmate. Amen. And to allow his things to be seen the way he had ordained for them to be seen. Or had set up by the Father God, our Heavenly Father, on how it should be seen. And so, Jesus now, as we find him, as he talked to them. Now, we're going to rewind right now because we're going to stop right here for a second. Because there were so many things that we need to cover uh, that in this series that we want to make sure we cover everything. I mean, this goes all the way back to the garden and, and in which God told that serpent who was filled with the devil that that the very seed or baby that the woman would produce would be the one that would crush his kingdom, that would crush everything that he did, that would crush his skull that means the headship of his authority the top portions and that jesus would be that seed lining all the way through abraham when he told abraham about his seed that his seed would would, would, would um his seed would endure then that his seed hallelujah would be um greater than that of the the seas the sand on the seashore and the sky the stars in the sky it, it went further than that as it went down all the way into hallelujah to the uh, angel gabriel appearing to mary I could go deeper, but right now, for the sake of time, 
Because we got to rightly divide this word. And so now look, let's go back to chapter, I mean, let's go back to four, uh, verse 14. And it says, and they talked together of all these things which had happened. When I was asking the Holy Ghost, what, did that, well, what does this mean? How do you want me to break this down? The Holy Ghost told me, I heard the Spirit of the Lord say, they spoke the testimony of all their experiences with Jesus in his last hours only. Now, in all that he had done, in all that he did, they limited the very testimony of their concerns of talking about Jesus Hallelujah. Listen. Of everything that they learned, everything that they had seen, everything, how they how, how he had healed, knowing all of these things, that the main thing that they remembered was what happened last. It, it, it kind of puts to light at why they wouldn't recognize him when they seen him. Because if we go off temporal memory or the memory, the short-term memory, temporary, temporal, that we would find that the reality of it is this, that most of the time we remember the last time we seen a person. I remember for years that I wouldn't attend a funeral because my mindset was that I want to remember them how I seen them last. I don't, I don't want to remember them in a box. I don't want to remember them stiff with rigor mortis. I don't want to remember them with half a suit on and probably naked on the other half. I, I didn't want to remember them that way. I wanted to remember them when we were laughing, when we were talking, when we were playing, when we were having fun, when we were shooting jokes on each other. That's the chosen memory that I wanted to hold on to. And so I avoided funerals for quite the time I, I wouldn't entertain them and I wouldn't go no matter who it was and 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 so I'm, I'm, I'm thankful that I did experience going because it taught me to respect the time uh, of life that I have but back into it but back to it so they spoke the testimony of all their experience with Jesus in his last hours this is what the Holy Spirit said so they spoke only what they experienced, what they seen, the beating, what they seen, uh, the fear. They seen Judas betraying and what they seen, how all these things had happened. And here we are three days later, like he told them what and them standing in a place of no hope nor expectation that he was who he said he was and that he would do what he said he would do. And so with that being said, I want to ask you, okay, I hear you, Holy Spirit. I, I, I said, Holy Spirit, then why, do you, why is this so important? He said, because it's goldfish memory. I said, goldfish memory. Then he reminded me of the study of the goldfish that said that a goldfish only has a memory, a memory span of about five seconds. So whatever happens within that five seconds before the goldfish dies, he only remembers that five seconds. No flashing of life prior to that. I said, well, what did, could you further explain that, Holy Spirit? Goldfish memory. He said they only remembered the pain of all the torment Jesus had experienced and somehow have forgotten the full glory of his story. They, 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 they only remember the pain and all of the torment because that pain and that torment that, that he experienced was connected directly to them.
as though they were getting it themselves but it traumatized them in a way that that's all that they could remember when face to face with the face of grace hey somebody say amen amen say amen hallelujah listen listen and don't mind that that's just a heavenly language hey, remember that he said when Jesus said he said these signs shall follow them to believe one of those was that they would speak with new languages they would speak with new tongues they would speak with languages they have not learned they would speak in languages of angels and hallelujah of different languages in the earth hallelujah they would speak with a language that would edify only them and God would know and so let's get back to it goldfish memory they only remember the pain and the torment all of the torment Jesus had experienced and somehow had forgotten the full glory of his story now if, and this is very important so I want to ask you what is it in your life that you've experienced that made you take your eyes off Jesus or if you have never given your life to Jesus what exactly have you experienced in your life that literally has distracted you from trying to find Jesus from trying to know something greater than yourself someone who has the ability to pull not only the best out of you but to save you from the worst of you let me say that again he has the ability not only to pull the best out of you but to save you from the worst of you that is in you hey beautiful that's my wife and at verse 15 and it came to pass that while they communed together and reasoned Jesus himself drew near and went with them so while they're talking about Jesus while they're talking about their disappointment and despair while they're talking about all of their heartache here come Jesus and I love this because in this sense, the Bible is being fulfilled where he said, where well, there are two or more gathered in my name, there I am also in the midst. Somebody say he talked them up. They talked him up. They talked him up. Amen. They talked about him so much he just had to show up. Yeah, they were speaking of the testimony of what they experienced about Jesus so he showed up. Where in your life were you talking about Jesus so much that he's showing up? What are you experiencing in your life with Jesus that you, that he got to show up, that he must show up because you're so, you're sharing your testimony, sharing your love. And in this case, even sharing your disappointment. This is very important because a lot of the times what we fail to see is that Jesus himself always places himself in a position to be there even when we don't see him. Even when we cannot trace him, he's there with us. I love it in the book of Revelations and I need you to peep this out. Get your earlobes open wide, satellite dish. Get your earlobes open wide, frequency levels, high range. Listen, he literally says and I <laughs> he literally 
says in the book of Revelation in the first chapter, when John catches the vision of Jesus, he's walking in the midst or the middle, in the presence of the candlesticks. Then it goes on to tell us what the candlesticks are, that the candlesticks are the seven churches. Now, when he talks about the candlesticks being the seven churches of Ephesus, it's a completion of his presence amongst all churches against every church hallelujah of the ages of every church since the beginning that his presence is there whether you can see him or whether you not this is why i love that jesus said this he said that uh, um be careful who you entertain huh because i'm been known some have entertained angels. Or I don't know if you know me. I take that back. I don't know that. I don't think that was Jesus. But he, but he did. Jesus did say that what you did for the least of them, you did to me. And so I need us to understand. We need to hear what the Holy Spirit is saying right now. Is that sometimes, even in our lowest of low moments, even in the times of the most and worst trauma, even in times where we would look back and dare to say, "Where were you?" That in our worst moments, that He prepared a way for us to get to him so that he couldn't so that he would always be there so that we could have a chance because our mother may not believe our father may not believe our mother and our father may not have believed we may have been raised in a house full of atheists and agnostic and and people who knew but without never knowing who had all the wisdom but didn't know nothing these are the things that would happen but this is amongst those who walked with him and experienced him been with him as he walked upon the waves of the roaring waters and yet still couldn't see him through their grief they couldn't see him through their trauma and their agony they couldn't see him through the pain that they went through and sometimes that happens to us saints let's keep it real sons and daughters of God we go through some stuff and we forget that Jesus is walking with us we forget that Jesus is there we forget that he promised us hey yo yo look I'll be with you even until the end of the world even until the end of time even until the end of all things in this earth and that's all physical things because all physical things will come to an end to make way for newer and greater things but watch this let's get back on it so they had forgotten the full glory of his story but at verse 15 it says and it came to pass that while they communed together and reasoned, Jesus himself drew near and went with them so while they were talking about this Jesus came so so what is he saying i say oh well holy spirit you know you're gonna have to give me something to give them give them some give me something to give us <laughs> and the holy spirit said this even in their communion of unbelief as they walk brokenhearted in mourning jesus still was near them even in their communion of unbelief how hard it is to believe that while I'm doubting Jesus he right there how hard is it to believe that when I'm questioning Jesus he's still there isn't it greatly difficult to really allow it to sink in our skulls that even in the moments where we just can't believe Jesus is in this he's there 
because it seems hard because we're broken hearted because we're mourning because we've experienced trauma because it didn't happen the way we wanted it to happen but he's still there wow no one can boast of a god like this why because most of other religions most of other religions are so-called of faiths they ascribe to doing things to please their god so that their god won't be angry with them but we seek to please god because we know he loves us because even when we fall and we slip up he loves us he picks us up and gives us the power not to keep messing up if we trust him and we're faithful and honest about what we've fallen on and what we've experienced he will right the wrong he said that he hallelujah we have we have hallelujah if john put it like this in the epistle of john he said if we walk in the light as he is in the light then we will have fellowship one with another and the blood of jesus christ his dear son cleanses us from all sin washes the sin away trims the sin away from all of the pain and experiences that we experience he is there to watch it he paid it all he paid it all somebody say that he paid it all he paid for my uh my addiction he paid for my slip up when i went back he for uh, my for my pornography he paid for masturbation he paid for the pain i went through as a child he paid for murder he paid for hurting and, and he paid for mental affliction he paid for the things that i go through in my mind that i take out on others he paid for bipolar he paid for schizophrenia and manic depression he paid for this gender confusion of the mind is going on he paid so that we could be healed And so even in their communion of unbelief, as they walk brokenhearted in mourning and in pain, Jesus still was there near them. Even in doubt, lack of faith and unbelief, Jesus is still near and dear to the brokenhearted. Has your heart been broken today? There's so many things going on in your family life with your children, with your mother, with your father at work. There's so many things just going on uh, from, from, from that you're holding on to from a child, from, from, from an adult, hallelujah, from yesterday, from 10 minutes ago, that you're allowing to ride you into the dust, that you take your eyes off the prize that is Jesus the healer and doctor Jesus the therapist and physician Jesus the surgeon and nutritionist Jesus the scientist the pastor the leader the apostle Jesus the spirit of prophecy Jesus the teacher the evangelist Jesus the Holy Ghost Jesus in the father the father hallelujah and so uh, and I hope you're writing these down. I hope you're writing. If not, just go ahead and come back and check and read, listen to it. But write these points down. Because even in doubt, lack of faith, and unbelief, Jesus is still near and dear to the brokenhearted. However, their unbelief and lack of faith 
cause them to be blinded to the presence of Jesus. Listen, their unbelief, their inability to believe in the things that he told them, to believe in the things that they seen and to believe in all with all childlike dependence upon the master allowed emotions and feelings to raise up in them that caused them to miss him yeah because sometimes when we going through the trauma and i always describe it like this put your hands in front of your eyes just take your hand and turn it like sideways not straight up but sideways to where your fingers, your, the tips of your fingers are facing the opposite. Uh, maybe if you're using your left hand, the tips of your finger are facing the right. Like you would cover somebody's eyes from behind. And I always look at this, and, and, and I want you to look at this as your problems, your hand. It's your problems. It's your pain. It's your issues. It's your drama. It's it's the hurt. It's the unforgiveness. It's the bitterness. It's the things that we experience in life. And I want you to put them right over your eyes, and 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 and, and, and try to walk forward and, and walk forward as far as you can and see that even though you can sense where you're going, imagine being in a wide open space and that wide open space being life. And you're walking with your eyes, hand over your eyes, trying not to hurt yourself. Because that's what happens when we hold on to these things and we don't focus on who Jesus said he was and trust in the word of God and trust in the leading of the Holy Spirit. We are walking in dangerous places where we can't see Jesus. And when we can't see Jesus, that's the only dangerous place when your faith is being weakened by your circumstances let me say that again that's only a dangerous place when your faith has been weakened by your circumstances when your faith when your faith your spiritual eyes have been blinded by what's occurring in our lives to the point where jesus becomes spiritually invisible Yeah, I'm going to let that marinate. Selah, Salah. Pause. Reflect on it. Their lack of faith and unbelief caused them, their unbelief and lack of faith caused them to be blinded to the presence of Jesus. I got a question for you. What is our lack of faith and unbelief blinding us to where Jesus is concerned? Write that down because you need to ask yourself. We need to ask ourselves these questions. What is our lack of faith and unbelief blinding us to where Jesus is concerned? What kind of work that is Jesus really doing in our, in our lives that because we see other things and things that don't line up, we've taken our eyes off the most important things. My wife and I were watching um, R.A. Vernon, uh, the word church and his son uh, gave three reasons. R.A. Vernon, the second gave three reasons as to why he. Uh, 
he he was blessed and happy and there was it went as follows he said one i woke up this morning two i woke up this morning three i woke up this morning sometimes we see the problems in our lives and we forget the fact that we have life Sometimes the things that are going on become bigger than the fact that we're alive to experience the growing factor that comes through trials, tribulations, testings, and crisis. And so we begin to shrivel up against the pressures that were really meant to build our spiritual muscle, to build our spiritual integrity, to build our spiritual, hallelujah, elasticity to that's bounce back. You know, like the elastic in the waist of your underwear, you pull it, pop, pop you. I don't know, baby, maybe when we was younger, we had them fruit of the looms. <laughs> and it would pop you, a rubber band. You know, you pull it too hard, pop, pop your hand. Elasticity. Snap back. And so I asked you, what are you going through with that man that's blinding you from your faith where Jesus is concerned? What are you going through with that woman that's blinding you from your faith? What are you going through worrying about your children that's stopping you from seeing the power of God? What are you going through at work that is stopping you from? What are you going through and the ministry from that leader who seems to be like Jezebel or seems to be oppressing you when God is using it to grow you? What are you going through in life? What? What? Whatever it is, it's not big enough. Whatever it is, it's not strong enough. Whatever it is, it's not more powerful than Jesus. By the way, the title of this word is no matter what you see. I'm saying that Jesus told me to tell you no matter what you see. The title of this word is I am. I am here in the middle of your presence. No matter what you experience, I'm here. No matter what your doubt lies, I'm here, says Jesus. Okay, one more question and then we're going to we're going to wrap it up. Uh, and, and begin to close out and close out can we truly see him as he really is so let, let's connect these two questions as a, a part a part b what is our lack of faith and unbelief blinding us to or from where jesus is concerned can we truly see him as he is can we truly see him as he is through the eyes of unbelief lack of trust and lack of faith in his ability to do all we ask for and even greater let me say that again can we truly see him as he really is through the eyes of unbelief stress and worry lack of trust and lack of faith in his ability to do all we ask for and even greater okay let's make that make sense for you do we really have the ability to see Jesus for who he is when our focus is on our issue? When our focus is on what we're experiencing. When our focus is on the things that are temporary. Because that's what the Bible says. that The things that we see are temporary 
temporal or temporary. Hallelujah. But the things of the spirit, God, the things of the spirit, Jesus, the things of the spirit, the Holy Ghost, the things of the spirit, your enemy that comes against you from the invisible standpoint of living in a spiritual dimension that comes at you where you can't see him, but God can. Where you can't touch him, but God can. Well, you can't trace him most of the time if you don't have discernment, but God, God can. And God can give you the ability to sense him, to see him, to know he's working through somebody, to know he is breathing through somebody, to know that that person that's in front of you is not the true obstacle, but there is a spirit operating through them to oppress you to the point where you take your eyes off Jesus. But Jesus wants you to know, he says, I am here in the middle of your presence. I am here, though you can't see me. I'm here, though you feel you can't sense me. I'm here. I'm the reason that you haven't went crazy. I'm the reason you haven't went to the mental ward. I'm the reason that you haven't took a long walk off a short pier. I'm the reason that you stand victorious over mental and physical oppression. I'm here. It's me, Jesus. The sacrificial Passover lamb, the one who gave his life so that I can live, so that you can live, so that we can live. Amen. Listen. At verse 16, it says, but their eyes were holding that they should not know him. So I asked the Holy Spirit, well, what do you want me to say about that? How do you want me to address that? And the Holy Spirit says this, get ready to write that down. The truth is that Jesus simply would not allow them to see him in whom they did not believe. You see, he walked with them to see, did they get it? I hear, I'm here with you I hear this conversation Did they get it? Would they at any point say well, We expecting him to come back Because he said before he died He said he was going to be here three days And it's the third day right here We walking to Emmaus We hoping to see him But he didn't get that And so because of their unbelief He veiled or hid himself Or this true person of who he was, he kept that out of their vision and their understanding until he was ready to reveal it. And so I ask you, if Christ continues to withhold the feeling of his presence in the worst things that you experience, will you hold on to the word that he gave you? Will we hold on to the promises in his word? Will we hold on to the truth of who he is? Or will the circumstances devour us and drag us into a state of depression and anxiety that God never designed for us to experience or to live in? Because the reality of it is this. The joy of the Lord can be your strength if you allow it to. Peace that surpasses all understanding is yours for the taking if you'll reach for it. 
the grace that is sufficient in every weakness. In other words, the enabling power to endure every situation where the weakness of our mind, human mind and soul and body to experience and to overcome and to overtake by God's power is there. But God won't force it. Oh, what do you mean he won't force it? The Holy Spirit told me to take you back to this scripture. He said, thou art Peter, a rock, and upon this rock I shall build my church. And what you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And what you loose on earth shall be loose in heaven. Translation, what you allow on earth, I will allow in heaven. In other words, if you don't fight it, I'm not going to fight it. If you're not going to fight for it, I'm not going to fight for it. If you're not going to stand your ground, I'm not going to stand it. Don't get me wrong. At your weakest point, I will be there. I will keep your foot from falling on a stumbling block. I do have angels around you to minister to you and to give you strength. But in reality, you have to want help. You have to come after it. You have to pursue it because I, says Jesus, am a rewarder of those who diligently seek me. Are you diligently? That means vigorously. That means hungry, hungrily pursuing, like thirsting with a thirst and a passion for all of him. But he says the truth is that Jesus simply would not allow them to see him. In whom they did not believe. Nor would he give. Revelation of his presence. Revelation that means an uncovering. Of them, something that was already there. Something that was already. Something that was in front of you. That was hidden. Then you reveal. Revelation. Reveal it. You uncover. It's kind of like having a table. Covered with a gift in the middle. Or a cake in the middle. And the person walk up. They don't know what's under it. Until you give them the revelation. You pull the tablecloth off of it. And you reveal it. Revelation. Reveal. So nor would he give revelation of his presence. To those without faith. In who he says he is. And that. And what he says he will do. That he will do what he says he will do. Sometimes we don't see him. Because we simply aren't looking. And sometimes. He's there. And he wants us to trust him. And other times. We have to come after him with such a hunger that he can't help but show himself to us. And so he says, yet he walks with us humbly and patiently, waiting to reveal himself anxiously, awaiting to show us himself in all of his glory. If we would only believe that he is all that he said he is. He takes his time with us. Jesus is the good shepherd. 
who walks with us, feeds us, covers us, leads us beside the still waters, anoints our head with oil. He keeps us in a place where our enemies watch us eat and they can't do anything. He he provides and guides. He corrects and disciplines, but he does it all in a state of love. But he walks with us in patience, waiting to reveal himself to the next level, the next faith, the next level of faith, and the next level of glory. And so I say, are you looking for the next level of faith and the next level of glory? This is a... Uh, all of this is part of it in a greater series uh, called a new season and the Lord had given me this as a new season and it's several chapters with many chapters and sub chapters but we're, today what we're talking about is our ability to notice God in the trauma in the trial in the testing in the divorce in the separation in the reunion in the marriage hallelujah in the wayward child in the dealing with the lost child or the child who doesn't know what gender or he or she is in that that we pray and we fast and we trust him and we still never take our eyes off of him Because he sits there with us, walking amongst the candlesticks of the church corporate and then the church individual. That's you and I that the Holy Spirit lives in and communes with us through which we have church and celebrate. If we wake up in the morning and pray, if we pray before we go at night, if we go in our secret place and talk to him, we're having church and we're communion with him. He's waiting to reveal himself anxiously awaiting to show us himself in all his glory if we would only believe that he is all that he says he is let's pray heavenly father i thank you for this word on tonight as i went through to find out and figure out which way you wanted me to go tonight father i thank you for this word because this word fed me i'm eating this word and i'm going back to listen to it again father i thank you for the encouragement the empowerment i thank you for letting me know that even when i can't see you even when i don't know that you even when i feel like you're not there even in my worst of worst physical circumstances mental circumstances financial circumstances you are here for all of us you never leave us nor forsake us you you said that you were with us all the way into the end of time to the end of the age and to the beginning of the new and beyond father we thank you for your grace thank you for your righteousness thank you for strength thank you for virtue thank you for strengthening our character thank you for direction thank you for being the mighty father thank you for redirection thank you for strength thank you for prosperity thank you hallelujah for watching over our family as we put our hands to the plow and don't look back and curse and pursue the kingdom of God and all of your righteousness knowing that everything that you have given us shall be given unto us good measure pressed down shaken together running over men and women pouring into our lap father we bless your name today we thank you for wisdom we bless you we thank you for understanding we bless you we thank you for building us up we bless you we thank you for strengthening us we we bless you we thank you for the correction of discipline with love 
we bless you we thank you hallelujah for the rivers of the holy spiritual living water in our belly that's overflowing we thank you father we thank you for blessing our financial overflow we thank you for pouring into us in every avenue with destiny helpers and giving us and encouraging us with new wisdom new sight new vision new understanding and the weight of the power of your glory in our mouth even in our lips that the anointing of God rest in our mouth and our lungs and that those who hear us will hear the sound of the king then they will hear the voice of the shepherd through the under shepherd and they will hear you call their name and they will come father we thank you for all that you are bless everyone who stayed until the end and who listened all the way through with a double portion of hallelujah of of, of, of strength a double portion of patience a double portion of tenderness meekness gentleness kindness patience long waiting patience in the name of jesus oh unconditional love hallelujah in the name of jesus unconditional brotherly love and 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 an unstoppable love for you father with all of our heart soul mind and strength in the name of jesus christ it is so so let it be I love you with the love of God. God bless you. Signing off for me, myself, my beautiful wife, and my daughter of the promise. God bless you. Now the Living Word Ministries is here. Hey, how are you? This is Apostle Shepherd, and I'm here because there are things that you need. Things that we all need. We need prayer. We need to know that we're loved by God. We need the strength that can only come from God. So if you're in need of that prayer, if you're in need of that strength, if you're in need, listen, reach out to us, email us, whatever concerns you have. Is it a parent in the hospital? Is it a mother on hospice, a father on hospice? Is it a, a, a young one, your son? Is your son hurting? Is your son out in the streets? Is he in prison? Is your daughter into prostitution? Is your son a gang member? Is your daughter on drugs? I am here. We are here at now the Living Word Ministries. Me, my wife, and my daughter. The ministry is here for you, and we will pray with you and for you. Listen, we're here for you, and we love you. And I don't just say that because it sounds good. We love you from the deepest portions of us in the spirit and just in who God created us to be. So if that's you and you need prayer, you need love, you need to know your love and you want someone to be praying with you for your children, for your sons and your daughters, for your family, brothers, sisters, aunts, whatever it is for you. You're trying to get rid of a porn addiction. You can't beat a masturbation addiction or a drug addiction. We'll pray with you. 
You're trying to stop cussing. You're trying to stop having sex without marriage. You're trying to stop cheating on your wife or your husband. We're here. We're here to pray with you and to agree with you. So listen. Email us. And even through this app on Spotify, you're able to email us. You're able to send a message. Listen, we're here for you. Email us at N-O-T, excuse me, N-O-W-T-L-W-M-I-N at gmail.com. That's N as in Nancy, O as in operate, W as in word, T as in the, L as in living, W as in word, M-I-N at gmail.com and we're going to come into agreement with you, add you to our prayer list and we have a business phone coming up where you can text your concerns and I'll be posting that soon. But until then, email us, whatever it is. No, nothing is too big for us to pray for you about and to take to God. I love you with the love of the Lord and with the love of Jesus Christ. I speak the peace of God over your soul, the peace of God over your heart, the peace of God over your mind. And the hallelujah and the love of God shed abroad over everyone under the sound of my voice. We love you. God bless you. With the Lord, the Bible in my sword. Cause the evil one growling like a lion when he roar. I'm ready for the war, he won't be me no more. In Christ, I got the victory, it's over for the boy. Standing in the spirit, he see it and he fear it. I'm protected by the blood, he can hear it in my lyric. When he bring the pain, get rebuked in Jesus' name. I'm running with his tail tucked. Can't you see our chain? Yeah, on the streets I'm praising. God is amazing. Lord, you're so amazed. True author of the Bible, he gave many inspiration. God is amazing. Lord, you're so amazing. Please look out for me. Yeah, and here's my proof. God been calling me ever since my youth Well back then, if only I knew Would you over and stow, I would've never run to you Hey, I don't wanna be a rich man I'd rather be Lazarus In the bosom of Abraham with love, peace, and happiness, ayy I'd rather be feeble than the camel Try to pass through the eye of a needle For freeing my people He can't part with his possessions Then the Lord ain't gon' believe Hey, on the streets I'm praising God is amazing, Lord is so amazing True author of the Bible God is amazing, Lord is so amazing The Bible said the meek shall inherit the earth And those whom God has chosen, he has ordained thee for birth 
Satan knows your worth He wants to see you cursed Before you come to God He'd rather see you in the hearse That's why he wants you banging Fornicating and slanging If he can keep you occupied He can keep you hanging On to a wire Chasing your desire So you can swim eternally With him in the lake of fire Where everybody weeps With national the teeth No more getting turned up You'll be burning up with grief Begging for forgiveness Crying for forgiveness Looking to an ending of a pain With no ending Yeah, on the streets I'm praising God is amazing Lord you're so amazing True author of the Bible Gave many inspiration God is amazing Lord you're so amazing Please look out for me